Welcome to Dad Hammer, Bolters and Booze, where we discuss all things Warhammer while staying hydrated with an adult beverage. I am David, the War Boss, and I am joined by the most generic Space Marine in the Imperium, Mr. Medicaid Steve. Steve, how are we doing? We're doing great, man. It is summer vacation, officially. Officially. Last day of school for the kids. Yeah, last day of school for the kids. I feel like I'm on summer break now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, my, my son came in and uh, I was working, I work from home and, you know, he's off school and he walked in. I, I came out just to get a drink of water uh, and to make some coffee and I was out for maybe five minutes and he ran into the room and got in on his PC and he's like, dad, what, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm. I'm working, but I'm, I'm, I'm working. <laughs> he kicked him back out and he got all mad because he had to interrupt his game of Apex Legends. So, you know. Uh, it's going to be a rough summer, man. First first world teenager problems. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but happy summer. Um, and uh, I now get to not have to take my son to school in the morning for a good two and a half months. It's, it's pretty great for me. So it's it's like being single again, isn't it? <laughs> Not really. No, I'm not really. I don't want to be single again. Actually, I don't. <laughs> no. I don't want those days anymore. No. Well, um, thank you for all uh, of you listening. We're very excited to talk. We got lots to talk about today. Um, I actually, you know, throughout the week, when all the the tenth edition announcements and those have been the past few weeks, they they've done a really good job of you know, releasing the content about factions and whatnot. But then they've they've sprinkled in some extra events, and so we've got that here. Where so there's a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, but first, we'll we'll hit you with some tenth edition faction reveals, where they've released more factions and more rules. Uh, the Tau Empire, Chaos Knights, Custodes, Orcs, and Thousand Sons. Um, and then we'll follow that with a ton of video game announcement news from the Warhammer Skulls 2023 event. Um, really cool stuff. Lots of awesome game announcements and some things. And we'll give you some impressions from the trailers that we saw. So lots of great Warhammer stuff to talk about. Um, thank you for listening to our show. And if you, of course, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate, follow, subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Stitcher. Um, you can also find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and we also have a website, dadhammerpodcast.com. So check us out there and you'll see all of our content, pictures and how-tos and things that we post on our various social media accounts. But first, we are going to start with the most important part of every Dad Hammer podcast, and that is, what are we drinking? I will go first, Steve, uh, because you've got the magical cocktail. Ooh, magical. So I buried the lead a little Aha. bit. You got the magical cocktail this evening. Um, I have one that's a little plain Jane. Uh, I just have an old fashioned. You know, it's it's just got some Woodford uh, in it with a a little bit of a mixer, and um, I always the old fashioned is my drink of choice. So, and so much so that I just eyeball it now. I don't I don't do all of the you know the measurements with this guy. Just throwing it's some. Hard to, it's hard to improve upon. Uh, you know, it is, I, and it's hard to mess up too. I've found. Um, you just throw in some bourbon. Um, you can do the the syrup or, you know, a lot of times I just use the mixer now. And then for me, I like a lot of the maraschino cherries. So I'll put two or three of those okay. in there. That's like the, if you, if you like drinking the milk after the cereal, I mean, I do. <laughs> so for me, the cherries at the bottom, they're like, ah, you know, that's the end of the drink. Uh, so yeah. um, I've got my. One, it's one for the road. <laughs> that's right. I've got my old fashioned here. <laughs> Very, very uh, enjoyable. Steve, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, it's a doozy. Uh, just this is totally for our mutual friend who's a T-Suns player and is just now getting some love on the whole new 10th edition release stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to call this one the Araman or a.k.a. the Circus Magician. <laughs> so, um, wait, so wait, wait. Yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me hit go back here because... If our yeah, if our friends if our this. friends listening to, uh, we get I think he calls it Aramon. Oh, so it's God. either Araman or Aramon. I'm gonna go with Aramon. <laughs> but you know what? Fair enough. J- just in case you know he's listening to this, we'll just call it the Araman because it sounds <laughs> a little more insulting to him. <laughs> it's just gonna just gonna just, get just drive the knife in a little more. 
Yeah. The circus magician well, though. I like that one too. Yeah. And in all fairness, the original drink's name is the drunken witch. <laughs> so it all works together fairly well. Uh, so the recipe is two ounces of vodka, two ounces of blue uh, curacao. curacao. Let's go Aramon mm-hmm. or almond, mm-hmm. or however you like. Uh, two ounces of grenadine, and then top it off with some Sprite and a cherry for garnish. Um, to be fair, it's pretty good. We'll, we'll give this one a middle of the road. Mm. How about that? Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of, it's really like an old fashioned in a way, but not bourbon and vodka. So I was kind of hoping for something along those lines, but it, because it's vodka, you get more of the just sweet, if that matters. Yeah. And it's, uh, with the, the blue curacao and the grenadine, it's got a, I, w- I would assume a, a purplish look to it. Yeah. It's pretty cool yeah. actually. Uh, well, so it also works very, uh, very spooky. Very, uh, and you know, the, the background is, you know, the, the thousand sons, um, one of our, our mutual friends is a thousand sons player. And I, whenever I play against someone in Warhammer, I always, and, and it's all in love. Okay. You know, we're, we're friends, but I always try to come up with an appropriately disparaging nickname for the army that I'm playing mm-hmm. against. So it's, um, you know, I always called, uh, his thousand sons army, the circus magicians. I don't know why mm-hmm. I, I guess cause they were flamboyantly colored and they look like they might be, you know, getting right off the trapeze or something. And you know, the big Blue and gold stripes. Yeah. It, it just, uh, and they were of course a lot of psychic abilities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now he may murder me. So that would go into the murder clown territory, <laughs> but I thought circus magicians, <laughs> you know, is, is appropriate. Yeah. Uh, so I always like it's to good. have, you know, I think I did for Dark Angels or the maybe the Christmas ornaments because you look like little Christmas trees. Oh, we went there or uh, Christmas elves <laughs> that worked pretty Christmas good. Christmas elves, that's right. I think I like that yeah. better. My favorite, my favorite was the uh, the Ravenwing bikes I had. You were the Stranger Things kids. <laughs> Still love that one because you know it was, <laughs> it was just all the guys on bikes. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't even hate that. It's good. Yeah, your little biker squad, and um, yeah, you know, you may come in with with you know mass weapons of doom, but uh, yeah. I I just like to picture harmless little children running up, yeah. you know, around the corner that I'm going to destroy. I you know, yeah, that's not a bad thing. So, all right, well, I I think we've done a really good job of insulting <laughs> Thousand Sons. <laughs> And not just not just people we know. Yeah, I know. But maybe everybody. Well, okay. So all all this in good fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously, and uh, I definitely make fun of my own armies too. So you know what goes around comes around. For what is worth, it's in an official Dad Hammer multi-use tactical drink cup. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. A little branding. Custom, custom made by Mrs. Dad Hammer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's. I got mine delivered today. It's a nice. Cup. It is a very nice cup um, with the with the it's bottle, bottle open. Yeah, the, the bottle bottom. opener on the bottom. Come I, I on. got a I got a um, an appropriate eye roll from my wife when she looked at it. She's like, mm. "Really?" And I said, "Well, yeah, but look how nice this is." She's like, "Okay, it is pretty nice. <laughs> it's a quality piece. It is." Well, um, enjoy your uh, airy man, your Aruman uh, cocktail, your circus <laughs> magician. I will enjoy my old fashioned. Cheers, Stephen. Bottoms up. Abracadabra. All right. Now that we are, have we begun our, our hydration journey? Let's get into some news. And there's a lot to cover this week. Um, we're going to start off with the new factions that were shown off uh, for 10th edition. Of course, if you've uh, been following, we've been covering all of the the factions that have been released, the new rules, the new stuff that's coming out. For 10th edition, they're not giving a full, you know, it's not every single data sheet. It's not all the stats. They're just hitting some highlights yeah. for each army to give you the flavor, which which I actually enjoy. I, you know, I can just look at the the um, high-level overview, you know, the executive summary, if you will, of, yeah. of each faction, which I appreciate. Because I, I have five armies, and that's plenty for me. Well, at, at least mm-hmm. for now. You know, maybe tomorrow I'll say, oh, you know, I could probably use another one. <laughs> That's the way this goes. There's, there's never never too much. No, exactly. So we'll start with the Tau Empire. Um, 
I, you know, I don't play Tau. I've got a, a friend that does. Um, I don't think he's actually played it. He's just painted them all up. Um, but, you know, the, the Tau have always been a bit of an intriguing faction for me. Cyborg, robots. Uh, I know you can take the helmets mm-hmm. off and they look like the, the blue aliens. But, you know, I always think of Tau as just the the lifeless cyborg type Gundam uh, robot looking army. And they have a cool look to them. Um, yeah. With the new rules, the first one they've come out with here is the for the greater good. And um, f- effectively in the shooting phase, you it's very wordy. I feel like that's what that's what Tal. All of the rules, <laughs> it's like so many words. Because I'm used to orcs, you know, very simple. You know, yeah. You, you go get to the point. You go fast. You go crump. You know, <laughs> that's that's what it is. But the Tal is, is much more methodical, I think, and they have this uh, for the greater good ability, which essentially in the shooting phase, you pick an observing observer unit and a guided unit, and you work in pairs. You know, I. I I think that's that's okay. what this is, where you you pick yeah. one unit to do uh, to observe and to point out, and then you have the other one to guide, and then you do that during the shooting phase. And so you pick this, and until the end of the phase, each time a model and a guided unit makes an attack that targets their spotted unit, that's their target, then you mm-hmm. approve the ballistic skill by one. Um, and if their observer unit has the marker-like keyword, they ignore cover. Um, and then additionally, nice. each time a model in the guided unit makes an attack that does not target their spotted unit, worsen the ballistic skill by one. So this this core army rule is effectively rewarding you for, for pairing up units and, and staying right. close together to have one unit point out and mark the, the enemy while the other unit, um, you know, attacks it and gets a bonus to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I... I, I the tower known for being a ranged shooty army. And I, right. I think this core rule just kind of goes along with that. Yeah. I mean, it's just continuing what, you know, they've already been doing. Um, it, it's going to make a much more thinking army. Um, mm. Maybe you can use cover better. I don't know. Like, uh, cause it's kind of hard to shoot and not be out in the open, you know? So maybe this can help. Uh, maybe the survivability of some of their units. Yeah, we still don't have the terrain rules yet uh, fully. Right. We've got a little bit. We've had a taste of that, um, but I'm, I'm interested to see because so far the the battle shock phase has, has really been the thing that's going to, in my opinion, weigh uh, the battles a little bit more so than in the mm-hmm. past. But I'm hopeful that they have a, an entire you know segment or section one week on terrain and the the new rules, the new types of terrain, and how that's going to—I mean, they, they covered it in, in a few weeks ago, but I really yeah. want to see some, maybe it's almost like a tactical analysis, because with the ignoring cover and things like that, I think these armies, such as Tau, are going to benefit from that, and I would like a deeper dive into that. But hopefully, we'll get that in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other part of this, uh, you know, and they, they got some units, they talk about the drones, which again, I'm not a Tau player. Um, uh, I thought the drones were, yeah. were cool looking and, you know, I'm reading here that in the past, um, the, the drones were, were not, well, in the past, the drones were individual models and now they're just treated as equipment mm-hmm. on the model's data sheet, which I think is interesting, but it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to keep their points down. I, I guess that's the other thing. We don't know what the points of all yeah, these units are going to cost out down the road. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they, they have neat abilities. Uh, I, I don't know a lot about them. So uh, I haven't played anybody uh, that plays them. So well, you will soon. It's kind of right. hard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then the you know for firepower, um, moving on down to the yeah. the hammerhead, you know one of the um, the main tanks guns for Tau, this hammerhead with the rail gun, you know seventy two inch range, which is just <laughs> insane. I mean basically anywhere it is the board, yeah the board, you're going to have range uh, depending on the cover. The only thing that you know I look at this and and they touted it like some super lethal gun um monstrous anti-tank weapon and then the ballistic skills four plus 
which I just don't. Yeah, I don't understand that with with a with a Tau army. I thought their whole jam is ranged attack, and your big dog gun is a four plus. Really? It seems. I mean, do you think this has anything to do with maybe a throwback to you know when their codex came out in ninth edition? This was the boogeyman, mm. and yeah. everybody was just really really uptight about it. And um, I mean this almost was life shattering it felt like to the game yeah do you think this is the the little bit of the nerf i mean it bring that pull that back a little bit you think they it's still sore a sore subject or yeah it it, it might be i mean it's the strength is powerful ap5 mm-hmm. uh strength 20 and then the damage is d6 plus six which has got the you know a little bit of a variable to it um but it's only one shot so it yeah. If it were three or four shots at a four plus, I, I think it might be a little better. Again, I don't play Math Hammer, so I can't tell you all the odds right. and the percentages and all that other mess. But um, just looking at the, the raw stats, I would think that you would need to really buff this with another unit beside it. Maybe you're playing the, um, you know, for the greater good, right? You're, you're giving a, a plus one to mm-hmm. ballistic skill if you have another unit that is the um, the observer unit that's giving you the plus one. So then now this becomes oh. a three plus, which is a little better. Okay. So it would make sense mm-hmm. that that would be, uh, that that would have those keywords. Yeah. And so, you know, you said the, the more of a thinking man's, um, mm-hmm. game, I, I think the tower going to be similar where you're going to have to, um, combine the ballistic skill, you know, the, the four plus with another unit next to it to, to really make it effective. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and then, uh, I'll, I'll, they talk about the pulse blast cannon, which is again, is another from storm surge, which is another powerful weapon, a little better, still yeah. four plus. So I think the same thing applies where you're going to have to, uh, have to buff it with another unit that, that gives it a plus mm-hmm. one to ballistic or something like that. Um, but they, they spotlighted a stratagem that, um, was really cool and interesting to me called yeah, I like this combat one. embarkation, which, and, and I'll read the, the verbatim here during your opponent's charge phase, just after they've declared a charge. So let's say I'm orcs and I'm charging into, um, you know, a mm-hmm. Tau unit, one Tau empire infantry unit from your army that was just selected as one of the targets. And then one friendly transport, I guess it would be close by your unit right. can embark within that transport using this stratagem one cp if it Mm -hmm. does your opponent can select new targets for that charge so it's got some restrictions every model in your tower empire infantry unit must be within three inches of that transport and there must be sufficient transport capacity obviously so effectively it's you know here i come i'm going to charge this uh tau unit and then you spend the cp and you're like whoop you know right back into the transport that's pretty cool Uh, i like that i'd be I'd be excited if I were a Tau player for this. Yeah. Cause you could use that cause they're not incredibly durable mm-hmm. in that, uh, melee combat stuff. And you, I think you could do a lot of, you know, fire and move and protect your units. I mean, I assume that the transport could be a target. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, every, every unit can be a target of a charge, but mm-hmm. you really don't, um, unless you've got, a character unit with high AP and, and anti-tank and all mm. of that kind of stuff. You you don't really want to charge a, a vehicle with melee. Right. Per se. Right. So I, there's some interesting combos that I would say a Tau player could use to, um, and encourages them to bring in vehicles versus just a ton of infantry mm-hmm. that are going to get wiped off the map. You, you bring along a little shield bubble along with it, which I think is. Yeah. Cool. And it keeps, and it kind of, it, maybe discourages a little bit of just spamming a bunch of big vehicles with huge guns. Right. Uh, now there's a lot of synergy there. That's going to be nice. Yeah. Agreed. Well, um, that was the, the Tau rules. Let's move on to the next faction, which um, were the chaos Knights. And um, you know, I, I always think the, the Knights, they did Imperial Knights last week and they showed off all of the crazy firepower that the Imperial Knights are going to bring. Mm-hmm. Lots of buffs to their, you know, the re-rolls, the ballistic skill and wound rolls. Chaos Knights were a little surprising to me in the fact that they didn't have as many of those re-rolls and buffs to their weapons. 
However, um, they they have a new well not new to me anyway the new army rule called Harbingers of Dread, and mm-hmm. the overall theme of this army is that during you know certain battle rounds you can give off an aura uh, or you know within a certain range of your Chaos Knights unit, and so. For example, within the first battle round, uh, you have the despair aura. So within, while an enemy was within 12 inches of this model, each time that unit takes a battle shock or leadership test, subtract one from the test. And then in the third battle round and onwards, you have a doom and darkness uh, aura. Each time this model makes an attack, if the target is battle shocked, add one to the wound roll. And then each time an attack targets the model being a chaos knight, if the attacking model's unit is battle shocked, subtract one from the hit roll. So the this theme of the army is, I mean, you think about it, the, the visual of these gigantic mm-hmm. creatures, these machines marching towards you and with all the crazy horns and chains and all this other mess on top of them <laughs> and spreading dread and fear. Um, so when I first read this, I thought, oh, man, well, they don't have all of the cool firepower that the Imperial Knights do, but, uh, you know, instead they, they reduce your army and weaken your army instead of just mm-hmm. blowing it out of the water right away. I think that this really gives the Chaos Knights faction a bit of flavor where it's different from the Imperial Knights. What do you think, Steve? Uh, I think it is. I mean, it's really cool because you're talking about an all time, always on 12 inch aura. And, you know, you can do, I mean, you're not talking about doing damage or anything like that, but you're taking away from your opponent. Mm-hmm. So you're going to force your opponent to either stay away from you, which um, changes their, their tactics completely. Um, in some ways, these auras can be better than a huge, powerful weapon, right? So this, these, they have to just be within twelve inches, which is not hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I, I don't know what their movement is necessarily. Uh, uh, ten inches, t- ten inches. So it's not. I mean, not, that's not terrible. Yeah, but they're not sprinting up the field either, right? Um. But I, I don't think they should be. They should be more of a lumbering, mm-hmm. hulking creature, uh, for lack of a better term, coming up the battlefield and just making everybody run and run away in fear. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, looking through some of the other abilities, they, they talk about the Knight Despoiler. They talk about the Knight Abominant. Number one, the models look amazing. Um, and they always have, I think. But the uh, Warp Strike Claw, which is... Is no, is no slouch four attacks three plus Pretty weapon nasty. skill 20 strength ap3 and damage eight so mm-hmm. again not as crazy devastating as the imperial knights in my opinion but uh i think if you're if, if you're walking up on another enemy and you're causing all this dread where they're battle shock battle shock is is really becoming this thing that it's, it's in every every faction's like yeah. little tease, you know. Yeah, and it's gonna it's drastically changed the course of the battle and the strategy, which I always think is really cool. Uh, I'm interested to see how Chaos Knights play and how they work on the on the battlefield. I I, I think mm-hmm. that there's going to be a lot of good synergies that players can combine and you know interact with. Uh, plus, you can now add demons, so. Um, I was talking That's with nice. a with a friend uh, recently, and like something cool about bringing a bunch of knights, and then some little demons, you know, jumping around, <laughs> <laughs> just being a nuisance. A bullet sponge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It looks pretty good, especially if you're a Chaos Knight player. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So Chaos Knights look very cool. Um, next faction is not one that I'm. I'm super keen on. I know that uh, Henry Cavill, this is his faction of choice. And I mean, that's fitting. It, it looks very, I don't know, super, supermanish, I guess. Um, right. It's got that feel to it. The Adeptus Custodes. Um, this, this army never really did it for me. Uh, they, they look a little plain. I know um, that that's mm-hmm. probably, you know, to, to each their own. Everybody's got their opinion. Uh, for me, this was, you know, historically been an elite army 
Um, but looking at some of the stats and some things, that's all about the stances, which you know allows you some flexibility where you can comp- pick and choose what, uh, what kind of buff that you're going to want a certain round. Um, they have a four up involved save seems like everywhere and very lethal in melee combat. So, you know, yeah. well, any thoughts, Steve, on the, on the Adeptus custodies? Uh, you know, for a minute, I thought that would make a good, you know, secondary or tertiary or new army. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I do actually kind of like them. Uh, I think it's just the money miser coming out in me, though, because you can have a pretty big, <laughs> you have a pretty strong army. And you're not like, it's probably one of the cheaper armies to field, to be honest. Yeah, because you. you don't have to have as many models on there. Right, right. And uh, so, but that's kind of where it sort of ran out of steam for me. Um. I like the idea of the sisters of silence. Yeah. Kind of the, you know, the blanks that you can add in. Mm-hmm. That's pretty nice. Especially if you're playing a psychic heavy army. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're, they're, they are cool, uh, lore wise and, you know, thematically, but, uh, I don't, I don't know if they have, they don't have a lot of flavor. No, they remind me of know, the, they're... uh, the old movie flash Gordon, you know, the, uh, <laughs> You know, the, the, the crazy guys uh, riding dude. around, like that's what they remind me of uh-huh. a little bit of flash yeah. Gordon. And, you know, looking at the, the artwork, they're fighting against thousand sons, which we now know affectionately as uh, circus magicians. So yeah, you know, fitting. That, that's okay. Uh, we'll give them, we'll give them a plus one to that. <laughs> I, th- I think I will say the, the long lances on the bikes, mm-hmm. it's just, it looks cool, but a little ludicrous at the same time. Yeah, agreed. Well, so speaking speaking of ludicrous, let's move on to everybody's favorite army, and by everybody I mean me. Um, well, <laughs> second second only to Votan, the orcs. I, I kept wondering, you know, when they were going to. And it's funny, I get on Twitter, and whenever the official war warcom uh, Twitter handle would release news about a new faction, like four or five people would be like, well, where are orcs? Where are the orcs? When are we going to see orcs? <laughs> well, the orcs are finally here. And um, I, I I would say that they're more of the same as an, as an orcs player. Um, I, you know, nothing, okay. nothing blew me out of the water. It's not a bad thing. I, I thought orcs were in a good place before. They're just so insane and crazy. And uh, they've kept the flavor of that. So the core army rule with the wog. Um, mm-hmm. and you have to scream it, but I'm not going to do that in the microphone for fear of, <laughs> you know, disturbing everyone. But, uh, they, you have the core army rule. So once per battle, you can call a wog. Um, you could do that in ninth. And I, I really liked that theme. Of course you had to yell it at, at your, uh, opponent, which was yeah. great. Um, and then, uh, so you get several abilities with the wog, you get, uh, you're el- eligible to declare a charge, and after you advance, this is only once per battle, so you really got to make sure you oh, do it at okay. the right time. You add one to this one to the strength and attacks characteristic, and then you also get a five up invault save. So it is a um, it is definitely a shout, you know, to to incentivize your orc boys and all of your troops to go mm-hmm. get them. And one of my favorite things to do as an orc player is just to really had the Mad Max feel and try to oh, yeah. to get up the board as quickly as possible, do as much damage as I can, and then hope to outlast. That's really the strategy. So um, for any for anybody who's thinking about orcs, if you want to play a different <laughs> army, I mean, that is the strategy. You're not there to, you're going to get blown off the board and that's not a problem. You know, you, you just- There's No finesse. No, no finesse at all. You're a blunt instrument and you slam up against all the objectives. Mm-hmm. And you get as many points as you can right out of the gate and then hope to outlast whoever you, you play against. But that should be the way it is. I mean, that that's right on the money. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like it. Um, and, you know, some of the other stats, uh, I don't have to spend a lot of time on orcs. And I'm not glossing over them because I don't care because I very mm-hmm. much care. But uh, oh, yeah. I, I do have to point out, again, they're really trying to push the stompa on us. Ah, uh, there's some Mrs. Buttersworth. 
<laughs> Man, granny, if, if, if anything, granny Stompa. Oh gosh, if anything needs a new model, it's the Stompa. And I want to <laughs> like this thing so bad. I, I just can't. Um, and, you know, they show off the, the spotlight. It's called the Def Cannon. And it's 3D6 mm-hmm. attacks, which is variable. So you could be rolling three attacks, you know, or 18. But even then, your ballistic right. skills of five plus, not great. And then your damage is D6. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's that's orc shooting for you. No problem there. The mega choppa that it has, which is the giant chain blade looking thing. That's pretty sick. Yeah, pretty good. Six attacks, three plus weapon skill, uh, 24 strength, AP5, and 10 damage. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just release GW, just release a new model. And and we'll be good. I'll, I'll go right in, you know. I, I'm I'm with you. Yep. I can see that, but it, it is growing on me. No, it's not. Don't say that, dude. I, <laughs> the little steamboat Willie like smokestack. <laughs> no. And I mean, come on, man. No. And the little guy with the hammer hitting a missile. Mm-hmm. I mean, what could go wrong? Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. I, I just I can't do it. Um, squig launcher yep. that's great the the only other thing i'll i'll say about orcs um they they i see some combos here where if you add the the wog ability where you're um able to charge after you advance uh let's say you do that plus you do a, a jump with your weird boy so you mm-hmm. jump your orcs up the field and then you can um Char- you can advance on their move and then charge, but if you spend the stratagem to do the here we go stratagem, you can yeah. add two to the advance and charge roll. So it, it really gives Goodness. you this, you know, alpha strike kind of thing where you you better you better make it number one because if you don't, it's kind of game mm-hmm. over <laughs> after that. But um, good point. Yeah, I like the idea of of orcs really just kind of slamming up against them. So pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's cool. I like it. All right, and then last but not least um, is the Thousand Suns just came out. Um, and, you know, for our Circus Magician players, um, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll stop. I don't, I don't want to, I'm just, I'm just messing around. Um, they are a cool army. They have a very cool aesthetic. They are. I mean, Magnus looks freaking amazing. Like, I mean, come on. Just, it looks. I know. It's so it's such a cool model. Um, so we all know he did nothing wrong. No, so no, of course it's not. cool. <laughs> um, but you know, I think the cabal dice that they have, which are are really cool, mm-hmm. um, allowing you to generate a, a pool of dice for the the cabal um, points, where you can then spin those to to buff your army with uh, additional psychic abilities uh or rather that you know i guess keeping keeping close to another psyker allows you to re-roll um you can do some some fancy things with with charging mm-hmm. um you, you do these rituals and i think so, i saw some abilities for i want to say it was armon um with uh yeah it's got a, a an ability to say that you can use a ritual for zero cabal points so things like that. There's a lot of buffs oh, nice. for for Thousand Suns. Yeah. So, you know, Steve, I, I know you're not a Thousand Suns player, but any any thoughts on the Thousand Suns faction? Uh, for what it's worth, of the Horus Heresy novels, the um, Thousand Suns novel was one of my favorite. Mm. Uh, it was actually really really good. Uh, that's about all I know. Uh, you know, lore wise from the faction and stuff. I think you got to be really dedicated to this one, though. Um, it's not; it, it doesn't seem to be one that would be easy to play. It'd be nice and challenging. It'd be a fun challenge, but um, you definitely got to keep everything in mind. I think the I, I like some of these strategies and stuff. I love that pool of dice and those cabal points. Mm-hmm. I think that's neat. It, it makes it, it makes um, it a different feel from from the rest of the army. Yeah, it. It's sort of hit hitting on that judgment token thing. Yeah. You know? Hey, now we well, leave the judgment tokens alone. Hey, 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 hey. Um, but I, I, I wonder how this army is going to play now that they have removed the psychic phase completely, and it is now, you know, just the um, your your not your psychic abilities are now in the the shooting phase. Um, 
Yeah. I wonder how that's going to play. What's the, uh, what's the one down there at the bottom? Just the psychic dominion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use in any phase just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. Yeah. All attacks made against your unit with psychic weapons have the hazardous ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the thousand sons army is going to be really relying on lots of different synergies with, with other units. And they, and they've been that way before, but even more so now mm-hmm. where you know, with the cabal dice, a lot of that is predicated on the fact that you have a psyker close to you. So it's going right. to, uh, of course, you know, there's a ton of psychers in the thousand So It's not like it's going to be hard to do that. <laughs> no, no short supply. Yeah, exactly. That. But you're still going to have to be having units close by very similar to, I would say how Tau play where you're going to want, units to have synergies where um, one is targeting another thousand sons are going to have to be, you know, thinking about moving units and in, in pairs or groups. Um, whereas mm-hmm. other factions like orcs, for example, are just like this blunt instrument and slamming a, a shield against everybody. So um, it looks like you have some good synergy with uh, Zinch demon mm-hmm. kind of units yep. as well. So that might be add some flavor to the, to the board. Yeah, but I mean, e- either way, uh, there's um, the, the good news is there's a ton of variety and a ton of flavor with all the different factions. So uh, interested to see what everybody picks up, how they play, and what how things shake out next week with more factions released for 10th edition. Okay, let's move on then to our final segment, which um, was a pretty pretty cool thing i wasn't originally super psyched about uh the warhammer skulls 2023 event which is dubbed the festival of games and um you know i know steve that you were pretty hyped about it but i i I, you know there there was they were talked about some games that are going to come out they really came with the news man they they had a yeah they did a ton of games um you know we'll we'll start from the top i i want to get your take on these the first one that they revealed was the Warhammer Age of Sigmar Realms of Ruin. And it's, you know, a lot of these are in alpha, so it's going to be a little while for mm-hmm. these come out. But I want to talk about this one because this is a real-time strategy game, RTS. Um, and you really don't see that many are traditional RTS games. Mm-hmm. And this one looks to be a traditional RTS game in the Age of Sigmar universe where, you know, a la StarCraft, for example, uh, where you're building right. up your bases and you're getting your troops and you're sending them out for those of, that have played StarCraft or or the old school Warcraft or, you know, any Command and Conquer, you know, Age of Empires, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, you know, uh, looking at the trailer, you know, it is what it is. It, it looks, looks like an RTS game that looks themed in Warhammer. So really cool. My my question is, I wonder, and this is maybe just a, a topic for us to discuss, why why do you think that Games Workshop has not released more of these traditional multiplayer, real-time strategy type games that kind of emulate the, the tabletop experience? I mean, maybe they don't want to step on their own toes a little bit. That's the only like valid reason that I, I could come up with. Then again, there's, you know, the video game market is... I'm not saying it's narrow, but we were talking about compared to people who like tabletop gaming, Mm -hmm. they go back and forth, but I think you're either kind of in one camp wholly or in another camp wholly. Yeah. Um, You know, I think you only have so much time in the day, so you got to have to sort of pick one or the other. But, Um, but wouldn't the, the, I mean, if you're playing an RTS game and you, and you love it to me, that mm -hmm. would just make you, want to get in if you if because those games will walk you through all the stories and and the lore through through each of these factions and you get attached Mm -hmm. to a faction um to me that would make you want to play the tabletop maybe not it doesn't always translate of course but um yeah you know i i don't know what they have to lose because they're so different you know playing a tabletop game with dice and painted miniatures and and having a physical product in your hand, there's a ton of people that just don't care about that. They just want the digital experience. That's true. It, it may be an idea of uh, you know technology getting up to speed to where they want want it to be. You know, you could you could put out game after game, but 
after a while, if the graphics are kind of crummy or if the, you know, the game engine's a little crummy or the mechanics are a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, not quite there. I mean, is it better to wait until you have all the, all the components? And cause I mean, I'm no kidding. This, uh, this trailer looked fantastic. Yeah, I, I, but, I don't know if that's it. I don't think it's a technology issue because, I mean, I was playing StarCraft, you know, years and years and years fair. ago. And it doesn't have to look great yeah. to still be a Warhammer-themed game. I, I think what you said earlier about stepping on their own toes, maybe there's some fear that they... Mm-hmm. But they'll get too they'll they'll fly too close to the sun you know they'll take <laughs> they'll get too close to the tabletop experience and people will say well i don't need to play the tabletop version mm-hmm. which is their bread and butter in favor of the uh the digital but yeah they're not a, they're not a video game company at the end of the day i guess well i mean after all these games they might as well, well but be. today i don't know yeah. <laughs> um they definitely yeah. got the story and the characters out there to to fill a, an entire catalog of video games so as mm-hmm. as we're going to see here. So next game uh, they announced was the Warhammer 40,000 Speed Freaks, which was uh, the same <laughs> pretty <pumped>. the, <laughs> the same title of the Speed Freaks. It was actually a tabletop game released back uh, oh, really? yeah, in 8th edition. They uh, came out okay. with a box set for Orcs. This is Orcs, uh, by the way. So yeah. Orcs Speed Freaks is a, um, a type of, uh, I guess, unit where you've got all these vehicles and you know they they go faster because they're painted red of course oh man um yes. because they worship either gork or mork you know they're interchangeable <laughs> but the the speed freaks trailer is absolutely insane and i love it it was so great i almost scrolled past it i was like uh i'm not sure about this yeah, one yeah don't I don't skip like, this one like, don't skip it do do not skip this one uh this is no kidding might be one of the funnest looking games of the whole of the whole day and uh, i mean there's a there's an orc riding a rocket and (laughs) like a cowboy it's amazing a guided rocket (laughs) he's guiding the rocket and i just about spit my coffee on myself (laughs) i was dying man i was like oh this is the best there's no way you could not not get this game and uh, the music's great Steam, too. I love the music in the trailer. Oh, the, mu- the music's awesome, and Steam is uh, offering a sign up for alpha testing. So I I clicked the link and said, "Hey, you're on the list." And by the end of the day, I got the email to go. It's in your library. Oh, go download it. Oh wow! I was like, oh yes. Okay. Well, I, I so haven't gonna, I haven't even done that. I'm gonna have to do that. You right need now. to do it, man. Yes. Oh man, that's uh, that's amazing. I don't know what it's gonna be like, but. I thought I was like, what could I lose? Right. I mean, it it looks like Mario Kart with orcs, essentially, <laughs> or maybe like a um, back in the PlayStation days, a Twisted Metal uh, or Carmageddon. Oh, I love you know, Metal. for the old, old yeah. school PC gamers, like it, it looks very much in the vein of a, of a Twisted Metal, um, but with a little bit of a Mario Kart flavor and a hundred percent Mad Max with the Fury Road. Oh yeah. Oh, I, do you, do you remember this uh, kind of tabletop game called Car Wars? Oh yeah, it goes it goes way back. Mm-hmm. Um, I did play that a little bit, and you and you know everything was basically pencil and paper and some little cardboard cutouts and stuff. But you made your own like ramshackle car with just stuck as many guns on it right? as you could. That's what this reminded me of. Oh, it man. took I mean immediately I thought, oh my god, Car Wars. This is the best. It looks and uh, it looks so cool. It looks so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, we'll, we'll, I'll put the link in the um, in the description. But man, what a, oh, what yeah, an amazing dude. trailer! Um, and just the alpha play test, if you want to sign up, is available from May twenty fifth to June eighth. So um, mm-hmm. make sure you get in. You got a limited time, but boy, it does look really, really awesome. Um, next game up was the sequel to the original Warhammer Space Marine. Um, and you know, guess the title Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2. Very, very uh, yes, inventive sir. title, Steve. Yeah. Uh, what have you played the original Space Marine? And then what'd you think of this t- trailer? I did. I played the original Space Marine when I still didn't know a thing about Warhammer, right? And just, uh, I think my wife bought it for me for Christmas one year. Um, and uh, I played it, I loved it. Uh, it was a great game, and and sadly. 
I, th- I think I went to one of these, you know, used game stores and traded it in on some stuff. And uh, I was like looking through my stack of games not too long ago. I was like, Oh, I don't have it anymore. But uh, thankfully it's not too hard to get, you know, mm-hmm. uh, golly, this, this one is way, way further on than that game was. Uh, it looks, it looks crazy good. Um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that one. I, I, I played the original Space Marine. I, I got the issue of White Dwarf back, uh, I want to say it was last year, where they included yep. like, you know, 20 different codes for, for Steam games where you could go redeem those. And Space Marine was one of them. And, you know, I'm not a, uh, I, I like playing Space Marines. They're fun, but it's not my favorite faction. Mm-hmm. So I actually, um, you know, got into this game and, it really does make you feel extremely powerful. It makes you feel like a space oh, marine, yeah. um, and the, the amount of combos and just the crazy, like the execution moves that you can do. Um, really a cool game. So if you haven't checked out there, the original one still holds up. It's got some, some you know, it does con- hold up control issues a little bit, but um, I would say it's, it's a fun romp if you're if you're looking for some mindless action. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of exploration in it. It's more of a Hogan's Alley kind of thing. You're funneled where you have to go. Yeah, but that's uh, not a bad thing. But I, that's I, no, it's totally not a bad thing. And you know, it definitely gets uh, you feel extremely powerful until you get overwhelmed. And of course, the first one's playing against orcs, and there's just waves upon waves of orcs coming at you. <laughs> but you you activate these abilities, and you feel very powerful when you pull off mm-hmm. all these moves. And um, I, I would assume Space Marine Two is just going to be the same thing. It looks like a first gen, uh, you know, one of these new like Call of Duty style plays, mm-hmm. you know, where everything is very intricate and smooth and immersive, right? But with a Space Marine, uh, yeah. So you can't go wrong. Yeah, agreed. Um, so one of the uh, the next games, and I'm I'm skipping around here, but um, the maybe the the dark horse uh, for for this one is. <laughs> Power Wash Simulator meets Warhammer 40,000. So, I mean, I don't... Okay. Strange time to be alive. <laughs> like you got, you, I've seen Lawnmower Simulator uh, and now Power, Power... I'm aware of Power Wash Simulator. And I, I was aware of it. I guess it's that, that dopamine hit. I'm not a... I never played Power Wash Simulator, but I've watched the trailers. I guess it's just, you know, the... The, uh, the the phrase satisfying, you know, my, my son says, oh, it's so satisfying. I guess too. that's one of those things where you just, you know, you're, you're cleaning away. Wow, that looks great. Kind of the, the feeling of, of uh-huh. you know, washing your car without the actual labor. So now you get to do it in the grim, dark future, <laughs> I guess. I guess. I mean. It's not much of a tease, but it was, <laughs> it was like, what, what is happening? Whatever. Uh, it's fine, but I, I will tell you, I've played Lawnmower Simulator, and it's, it's <laughs> of course it's you the, have. Uh, yeah, you know, I had to check it out because I was like, "There's no way." It's truly the fidget spinner of uh, of video games, and you just can't kind of can't stop. You're like, I just spent 20 minutes mowing a yard on a TV. Just one more row. Is I that can, what you? It, it, it was very much like I know I can get closer to that flower bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought maybe maybe I should go outside and do this in real life. Is that if that's and, not a if that's not a like an advertisement for Dad Hammer? I I don't know what is. <laughs> I know I can edge that driveway. I can get better. closer to. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, what if what have we become, Steve? What have we become? It's, I'm telling you, it's a weird time to be alive. So sad. Dude. All right. Well. I'm going to save save ourselves and save our <laughs> listeners. Uh, we'll move on from mowing lawns and power washing the, the grim dark future um, <laughs> into the next game, which I I was kind of sleeping on, but after watching the trailer, it looks really interesting. Warhammer Forty Thousand Rogue Trader, and this is right up my yeah. alley. This is a, a tactical RPG, kind of like a Baldur's Gate. If you played that, um, okay. but trailer was really cool, and even better is that they include the the ship to ship battles which mm-hmm. I, you know I'm, I'm trying to think of of a game where it's mixed both the the ground combat and the um aer- aerial combat for lack of a better term um 
but this one looked Nothing really cool. In recent memory. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the trailer for this one. I I like the uh, the aesthetic. The animation looks good. It's just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks like you can play. I mean, they're they're going for. There's probably limited factions. They only showed off a few. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just going to open it up. I would guess to to everything. But you know, they they show some you know factions that you can play as, and then playing against a lot of Xenos. So uh, this one looks really neat. Uh, you know, don't know if this is going to be on my wish list per se, but definitely they're they're hitting on multiple genres here with this um, with this release right. window. Um, so moving on, let's get to the big one here. And I know this is one that you, I don't know if you already have. Uh, you, you mentioned getting it, but uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand Bolt Gun. So Steve, do you already have this one? Have you played this one yet? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I bought it. I, I had about ten minutes last night to play it. And I was like, oh, this was this was a good purchase. <laughs> I was very happy about that. Uh, you know what? I remember it being announced, I think, last year at the last Skulls event. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I was like, do we need that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that kind of left that in the past, right? Oh no. This this was it's so good. Because I, the music's good. I mean, it, it, it's just Doom or Wolfenstein. I mean, right. it's nothing nothing special. But it's just completely immersed in, you know, Warhammer 40,000. Um, but the, the caveat, I would say, is all the games that were made in those days that this one is kind of made to emulate, you know, had clunky, um, you know, interface mm-hmm. and, and controls and stuff. Now, this is like a very smooth um, next generation console. All the things that you like about playing on the newest console or, or you know, high, high end PC. It's that it's just skinned in, in, in this, you know, 16 bit. Yeah, I was about to say whatever ne- it is. next generation 16 bit. I feel like we're we're back in the uh, the the Genesis and, and the Super Nintendo days, you know. Uh, Genesis but Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Like I feel yeah. like we should be bringing that discussion back up on the playground. <laughs> but this one works so good, man. It's it's just gonna be fun. I just can't wait to put some time in it. Yeah, I, I was watching because uh, it, it, it had a little no brainer. They had a little demon jumping around, and I like the <laughs> the animation of the demon is not <laughs> it's not awesome. a modern animation. It just like you know hops up in the air like totally yeah, old school, yeah. which I think is great. I mean, you and I both grew and up you, and playing these games, so. And you have this, uh, you know, the servo skull with a cheesy, like, flaming torch on its head. (laughs) And even the fire, the fire, they did it so good because it looks just like something from, you know, the mid-90s or or late-90s that we would have had on a, probably, I don't know, we would still had a floppy disk, probably. Yeah. Probably still like a floppy disk or something. Yeah, I had floppy disks back in Uh, the early 90s for sure. Oh, I mean, they—it's just going to be so good. They—they they nailed the aesthetic, um, and they—they yep. they did it in the in the sixteen bit. I guess that, I guess it was sixteen. Yeah, sixteen bit. Um, yes, what it looks a little, like sixteen thirty-two somewhere around in there. But they—they they nailed that the look of it. Uh, I was looking at a couple of reviews, and you know that I think it's it's not going to win any crazy awards, but it's definitely a game that you know if you if you played games during that era, you know the Wolfenstein Doom era. This is, mm-hmm. and you like Warhammer. This is the game for you. And if if you're a uh, if you're a lore junkie and you want to like keep up with all those things, because you know even the stuff in the video games is canon and lore. Um, this is a direct sequel to Space Marine One. Oh, okay. Apparently, okay. Like it it allegedly picks up where it left off. I'm not sure how yet, but you know whatever. Um, but if you know you're interested in that, that's kind of cool too. Very cool. Um, and then they they actually followed this announcement up with some uh, Xbox Design Lab controllers that are themed with the Ultramarine yeah. color scheme. And you know these are the Elite Wireless Control Series Two controllers, which uh, I mean they're they're fairly expensive. They're not going to be your run of the mill. They are. Um, I think most Xbox controllers now, you can probably get them on sale for 60 bucks, the, the, the black ones, just the straight black controllers. Mm-hmm. But these are going to run you probably, I want to say 150, 200 bucks for these. Uh, these are the elite controllers. So with all the extra customized 
you know, D pads mm -hmm. and the, uh, the triggers on the bottom. They look really cool. I've always thought about designing a, a custom Xbox controller. I just can't justify it. You know, it's just, you know, it's just another controller. Yeah, me either. So. But, you know, for those that, that want to do that, it's there for them. Um, mm -hmm. they, they, they finished off the announcements with a ton of free games that uh, the Warhammer 40,000 uh, Gladius, Gladius um, however you say that, is free on Steam mm -hmm. if you don't have that. And then there's some other uh, games that had some, um, the Talisman Digital Edition, which is on the App Store. So they announced a bunch of free games and some mobile games. But the last thing I wanted to touch on was the um, they announced a DLC pack for the game Battle Sector. Um, and yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, if do not sleep on Battle Sector. If mm -mm. Uh, you know they they started off with only this was primarily a Blood Angels um, game where you could play as the Blood Angels faction, but they've slowly but surely added more to that game, and it is it is a turn based strategy game like very very similar to XCOM but more in the if you played XCOM you know the tactical type game where uh, yeah. you, you take turns you can pause you can take your time and then um, if if for, for me when I played Warhammer 3 the Total War games I just thought that was just too much ironically it was just too much for me to control okay. to maneuver and Battle Sector was more my speed where I could select a unit very similar to StarCraft, mm -hmm. uh, but it wasn't in real time. So it was more turn-based. Um, but announcing the Orcs DLC, I you know, I, I played Battle Sector quite a bit. Uh, Steve, did you ever play Battle Sector? Oh, yeah, I've got it. Uh, I ended up getting the uh, Necrons DLC mm. and I think the Blood Angel Elite DLC. I think they had them on sale for like, you know, $12 or something for both of them once. That's um, just such a good yeah, game. Yeah, really good game. I mean, I, I like it. To me, it, get, it gave me the feel of the the Overwatch mechanic, um, which oh, yeah. you know, when units move past you, you you fire Overwatch into them and you do the damage, and very very similar to the tabletop game. But um, I liked Battle Sector. Uh, it was a fun game, and mm -hmm. I like that they're still supporting it with with uh, downloadable content. Yeah, me too. Well, overall, the the Warhammer Skulls event, I, I really wasn't tracking um, when they announced it, but man, I they they delivered the goods today. I mean, they it's they they hit the RTS genre, the the Mario Kart mm -hmm. uh, genre with the Speed Freaks, <laughs> um, the action adventure with Space Marine, maybe more action than adventure, but um, and then you know if you like to mow lawns. Uh, you might you might think about power washing as well. So now you can do, do a little power washing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll go along with it. Um, but a little bit a little bit of something for everybody. So really impressed with the event. Very excited to to play some of these games, especially with the alpha tests. So, um, you know, Steve, any mm -hmm. any particular games that you're excited to to check out? I know you've already got bulk gum. Anything else that you're looking forward to? I really like the look of the um realms of ruin uh it it kind of feels like battle sector like yeah a little bit but just sigmar mm -hmm. a little bit but i'm looking forward to that game i think that'll be cool to check out and uh oh without a doubt speed freaks is going to be fantastic yeah S speed freaks uh, is probably my my winner there uh i wasn't expecting it and I, I like to be surprised with these kinds of events mm -hmm. and this uh, of course being an orcs player and anything anything orcs with this crazy music and all of the personality of the orcs is especially the orc riding the rocket has got me <laughs> very excited. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be great. All right. Well, that will wrap our show for this episode of dad hammer. Um, lots of really cool news. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Medicaid Steve. Um, and thank you to this delicious cocktail. Hopefully you enjoyed your circus magician cocktail steve was it yeah. was it good did you enjoy it was, it? It was decent oh, it was okay. decent okay well, i'm not sure it'll be a repeat but you know it is you know it's based on thousands oh that's do? okay that's oh, a, a little shade one last day a little I'm yeah sorry. yeah a little uh, yeah, shade never hurt anybody that's okay <laughs> we, we make fun of my my uh, my potan all the time for being short you know so that's okay that's right well, I uh, appreciate everyone listening. Thank you so much for your attention and your service, Medicaid Steve. Thank you to this uh, delicious old-fashioned. I'm going to eat these cherries now. 
I am David the War Boss, and we'll see you next time on Dad Hammer. Cheers, Steve. Take care, everybody.